Jordy Steen is a Windsor native, renowned wrestler, and soon to be Olympic athlete in the upcoming Summer Games. Join me, Drake Tomorrow, as I chat with Jordy about his wrestling career, the world of wrestling currently, and his thoughts on the upcoming Summer Games in Tokyo in 2021. Hello, how you doing? It's Zach Cassidy. Adam Henry. Joe Siddle. Tom Crawford. Todd Warner. Brett Romberg. TJ Laramie. And Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. What up, everybody? My name is Drake Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, Windsor's only local sports radio show and podcast. The radio show airs live on CJAM 99.1 FM every Thursday in Windsor and Detroit and replays on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. even during this pandemic. On the radio show, you'll hear highlights from our podcast interviews, local sports news, and some good music. Here on the podcast, you'll hear the full, uncut, and unedited versions of interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and much more. Wind City Sports has a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just basically a huge social media presence at WinCity underscore sports, so give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. We also have the YouTube channel, the WinCity Sports YouTube channel, that is. Lots of exclusive videos and some cool previews from the podcast up on there. Lots of content being shared during the quarantine, so give us a ch- uh, get, check us out on- online. Simply search up WinCity Sports, the WinCity Sports podcast, or go to WinCitySports.com to, to access the podcast, as well as Spotify and anywhere else podcasts are found. But today, is Thursday, May 28th, 2020, and it's episode 197 of Wind City Sports. Now, as mentioned on the show, in the last few weeks, we've been trying to do some more unique sports. Um, so that's why we had Sharon Creelman on. That's why we had Ron Fellows on, two sports that I never got to touch upon um, in the almost four years of Wind City Sports. That being said, Tuesday is our four-year anniversary since the show debuted on CJAM FM. So we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. Um, what was I even talking about? Oh yeah, that's right, Olympics. The Olympics uh, were set to pretty much start off probably about a month or two from now. They uh, still will be in Tokyo, but now, as of now, they're pushed back a whole year. So that being said, at the time when we were kind of uh, leading towards the spring and summer season, which is finally here, jeez, uh, what a week it's been for <laughs> the weather in Windsor. But, um, you know, I thought as the as the Olympics are approaching, let's do some stuff that we've never done before. Uh, that being said, this is a sport that I have done, uh, I want to say many times, but time and time again in regards to amateur wrestling, you know, uh, grappling, uh, something that I have experience in and passion for. So um, when I learned that a guy from Tecumseh, Windsor area, who, you know, he, he's moved out to Montreal really now, but when he qualified for the Olympics, that was a for sure has to be on Win City Sports. This week, it's Jordy Steen, if you didn't already know. Of course you did. He listened from the beginning, I'm assuming. Maybe skip to the to the interview. That's fine. We always have a stamp on Spotify now. You can just click that and it'll go right to the interview. It's awesome. But anyway, figured it's about time to reach out to this guy during the quarantine and, and talk to him. I think it's kind of funny, actually. I think the, the qualifiers were right at the beginning of um, of the quarantine, and, and they did it with no fans. It was one of the first events to do so. Um, so it was interesting for sure to see a guy from Windsor 
uh, qualify for the Olympics. And, you know, it's not his first time trying, as we'll, we'll learn with Jordy. You'll hear the whole thing. You'll hear his whole story. Growing up in Windsor, his not every single thing we touched upon in regards to his wrestling career. If we went through every accolade, it would probably take us about four days just to record the podcast. So a lot of accolades from this guy. Again, a Windsor native. So, um, again, then from there, he kind of shares his thoughts on the upcoming Olympics, uh, you know, how the committee stands, how country stands. Really talk about, you know, uh, our countries stand to not go. Uh, Canada was the first country to do so. And that being said, he was, uh, you know, finally made his Olympic uh, set to make his Olympic debut. <laughs> it was probably a scary time for him. But we talk about that in the podcast. Later on the show, we're going to gather some local sports news and just cool stuff, some highlights. Since normally I know all of our sports news would be on our Spitfires, Windsor Express, and stuff like that. Uh, but the only kind of news that we ever have is just cancellation after cancellation. And although there is a little bit of talk about, you know, the Olympics in regards to the pandemic and what Jordy's going to be doing to keep busy right now, it's a question I've been, pretty stock question I've been asking people. Aside from that, we try to not focus on COVID and all that stuff and just, you know, bring you what we always do. And that's some good informative interviews with our, with our people here in Windsor in the sports world and kind of tell their stories. So we're going to do that right now. Later on, we'll have a little bit of news and stuff like that. I'll kind of buggy again and then that'll be it. So without further ado, let's get into that interview with Olympic wrestler, Jordy Steen. Here we go. So right now on the phone, we have a Tecumseh native and Concordia College alumni and one day to be Olympic wrestler. Jordy Steen, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, appreciate it. So like I said, I just want to kind of start with a little bit of background on yourself. I know you're from the Windsor area or Tecumseh, uh, but just tell me a bit about growing up. You know, what was life like for you as a as a kid? Um, it, was, it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a little strange. I grew up with uh, two Olympic parents, so both yeah. my parents went to the Olympics. My father uh, won bronze in, uh, it was 88, Seoul, Korea. For the decathlon, my mother ran the Olympics for the 400 meter hurdles. So that was, that was a little bit strange. Besides that, I kind of had a bit of a normal childhood, you know. Uh, grew up in Tecumseh. Uh, went to school right here, uh, St. Pius in elementary, and St. Anne's in high school. Yeah. So just a normal Tecumseh kid, but aside from that, obviously not the normal upbringing having two Olympic athlete parents. So I'm sure that was uh, pretty interesting growing up in the probably an athletic family. Obviously, it worked out for you, and I'm sure um, coming from a family like that, you know, it wasn't like a sport-specific. It was just, you know, athletic family, so everyone was kind of doing their own thing. Like you mentioned, your mom was in uh, track, and actually, I guess your dad was as well, but, you know, um, you, should, you probably played different sports growing up, so I'm sure wrestling wasn't like the first thing that you were introduced to. I'm sure you were playing all sorts of sports uh, as a kid. one day and then uh, 
kind of fell in love with the wrestling aspect and uh, thought, hey, maybe I can make an Olympic team. So decided to take a run at that. And sure enough, it, uh, it all worked itself out. Okay, that's interesting because especially now with um, you know the popularity of martial arts, I'm I myself a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, so I understand where you're coming from, and you know especially um, probably at that time too. You know, did you kind of see UFC and were like, "Yo, let's give this a try. Let's do some boxing or whatever." Is is that how you kind of got into it? Absolutely. Like wrestling was the last. Yeah. Okay. Up, so I. Uh... I went to, I started with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and was boxing and then started doing some Muay Thai. I thought that was awesome and I was like, all right, so I was watching all the guys when I was growing up. I thought it was super cool and, uh, and I was like, well, they all, a lot of them seemed to be wrestlers, so I started doing that and then um, I was getting, getting pretty good at it and, you know, I was uh, getting recognized a little bit for, for being pretty pretty decent, so I ended up getting a, getting a call and a chance to go train in Montreal where, uh, where when I went into the wrestling practice there, I, I saw George St. Pierre was there and I was like, all right, this is where I got to be, right? This is where uh best guy in the world was at the time. So uh, yeah. I thought, you know, I was going to take up the MMA, but then, uh, yeah, he kept kept doing well in wrestling and thought, hey, you know what, it'd be cool for me to make an Olympic team like my, family, like my parents. So, yeah. Yeah, true. You probably put it together like, you know, this is a, uh, a common sport it's an Olympic sport so you can kind of look at that raw discipline and, and get into that right did, did it kind of uh, strike your interest like wrestling specifically when you were doing MMA yeah absolutely like because I saw some of, the, some of the best MMA guys that were wrestlers and I thought you know what like, yeah. it seems like a tough sport I want to try it and it, I found it was one of the, the toughest out of, out of them, them all and I really liked uh, I really liked the grind the grind of it you know I really like the competition and then it just uh became all about that and just kind of fell in love with the sport okay cool where and where was gsp at the uh like the college uh practice or or where did you see him so it was at the uh the national training center so okay. I, I i met one of the guys who i was uh wrestling locally for um he he was up there training the national training center and they the coach, uh, the coach who knew my parents were a little bit and liked the idea of me coming to train there, so I got invited. And um, yeah, he was training at the um, the National Training Center there in Montreal. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. This, like you said, just small world walking in and seeing him. Do you ever uh, get out to TriStar? Because you're out in uh, Montreal, right? Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a lot of the guys they come, um, a lot of the UFC guys will come and train wrestling with us or we'll train yeah. boxing somewhere else you know what I mean and then they go all put it together at TriStar right yeah so um, I, get to, I get to meet a lot of cool guys in the wrestling room and you know what I mean it's cool because I get to show them a couple things yeah <laughs> because yeah. I can teach, teach them all kinds of things about wrestling but if they, if they went to any other discipline I'm sure they would just whoop on me so yeah <laughs> and then you see them in a, in a fight on TV and you're like ah, I showed them that yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. So the community must be pretty, uh, pretty tight. Like it is pretty much everywhere. But uh, I, I didn't really put that together. You know, like you guys would be working together. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So and, and the community is good for sure. The community, yeah, combat sport, I find is yeah. always, uh, is, is always a pretty cool one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like around here, everyone kind of working with each other in dis- different disciplines, which alludes to what you're saying, right? I just uh, kind of light bulb yeah. went off when you were saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, which led you to uh, Montreal was through college, right? So, I'm sure you kind of got more of your experience and, and accolades in wrestling in high school, I would imagine, right? No, well, actually, it's funny. I was, uh, I was a bit of a late starter. Um, yeah. So, when I started wrestling in, in high school, I started in grade 12. 
Ooh. because I've been doing all the other disciplines. Okay. And and uh, I actually I, I beat a guy in one of the tournaments, and um, I think the guy had taken like third or something at the nationals like two years ago. I was like, oh wow, like maybe I could make something of this. And then I went up to the went up wrestled with the big boys and got beat up for about four or five years until mm-hmm. I started uh, coming out on top. But no, I got I didn't have that many accolades until. Uh, until later, later in my career, I was a slow starter. Okay, I got you. So it probably was that invite um, out to Montreal, which really kind of propelled you uh, going there. Absolutely, that was huge. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was that kind of the recruitment for you? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. So uh, originally, I had won. Um, I had won a, a tournament that I thought was a was a big deal at the time, and uh, you know, I thought I would. Uh, I thought I was pretty good. And then when I went up there, I kind of realized that. Um, they were pretty much doing me a favor by, by bringing me in. So, and I kind of I, I knew I knew one of the guys who helped me out. His name was David Trombley. He actually went to yep. the Olympics in 2012. Yep. And um, yeah, yeah. So I, I moved in with him my first year and kind of got to learn the ropes with them. And they, uh, yeah, they they really really helped propel my career. That's for sure. If not. I, I gotta be here right now. So. Yeah, of course. And uh, we've been lucky to connect with David, have him on the show as well. So I'm sure that was kind of cool to have a little bit of a home connection when meeting him and and going to you know arguably uh, Canada's best wrestling school, which I'm sure you can attest to with you know David being there as well. Oh yeah, that that school is it's it's a hotbed for for athletic, like for the for yeah, athletics. I mean, we went to the world championships last year and. Uh, I think there was four, yeah, I think there might have been four people on the team at the World Championships that were all trained originally out of Lasor there, so, uh, which is, it's just pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 and then Dave Trump has always kind of been a buddy of mine, and, you know, I'll stop by every time, and they help me out, and I'll help the kids out there, and yeah, it's awesome. But I find the community, too, even here uh, has been, is incredible. Like, just the Thompson Windsor area, yeah. they, they really love to, uh, to support the locals, which is, is awesome. I love coming back. Oh, 100%. Are you, are you home now, or what? Yeah, yeah. I've oh, been okay. home for about two, two and a half months right now. Uh-huh. Uh, staying at my parents' place because they, uh, they have a better home gym. I'm stuck <laughs> in an apartment in Montreal. I can't get out, so. Yeah. I came back after and, uh, you know, self-isolated and then I'm, I'm working out here, which is, uh, it's been helpful. Okay. All right. So what's, uh, before we get to there, what's kind of go through it a little bit chronologically. So before we get to the Olympics and all that, obviously you, you, like you mentioned, you get to Montreal and you start to find your stride there and you go through the rankings of, you know, CIS and we can go through every single accomplishment that you've ever done, but it'll take too long. So, you know, let's just kind of look specifically at CIS. Obviously you had some success there, which was able to help you, you know, further your wrestling career after college as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I think, uh, I came in a little late. Um, yeah. I, I started my, my university career when I think I was about 21 or 20. And, um, yeah, I, I won, Four out of five uh, of the national title, which is which is awesome for me, and um, yeah, that was that was huge because the university levels are tough. They're they're really tough, but also it's uh, when you go to the Canadian seniors, like yeah. that's that's another level that's higher. So it was great to get some success there, and that helped uh, motivate me because when I started with the seniors, I think I took uh, fifth place my first year at the senior nationals, and the next year I took fourth, the next year I took third, and the next year I took second, you know? And then I, then I won, I won, I think, uh, I think I'm 
that won four or five in a row now, I'm not sure. But yeah, so it's, it definitely helped, like, keep me interested, keep me motivated, and help me push uh, to, you know, make that next step to the Olympic dream there. 100%, man. If you look at your profile on, I think it's uh, wrestling.ca, you can see the progression in your, in your game as well, just throughout all the events, as you, you kind of mentioned there. And as I go through them, you know, uh, I look at all the the history here. Obviously, the most recent event you're in is the Olympic uh, qualifier, which you won. But, you know, just uh, being able to travel the world through the sport, you know, I'm sure it's been pretty cool to go to places like France and Italy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's also cool too because wrestling is um is, is huge in in certain countries that that you wouldn't really think to ever travel to. Yeah, true. Like we had our world championships in Kazakhstan, and which was a beautiful place. But I mean, when would you ever really get a chance to travel there, right? Been uh, to Turkey, Hungary, all these different these countries that you wouldn't really often get a chance to go see. So it's uh it's been a really cool experience for sure. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite places that you've been able to visit and travel to? Oh, one of the greatest places, we had a big group and a couple of us stayed after on vacation and had a, had a good time, but we went to uh, South Africa, and that was that was wild, and, uh, <laughs> and also I went to Russia, too, and oh, yeah. for the university games, and, that, and they treated us like, like gold, so uh, yeah, it's, I've been to a couple of weird, a couple of really, really cool places. Yeah, and it's it's different when you're doing it through sport as well, as I've learned with talking to people, right, because you're going there for... Yeah basically work you know your your competition um and then everything surrounding it and then of course being able to see a different part of the world there's a lot going on at once so sometimes looking back at those trips um different aspects of them stick out rather it be the tourism or the event or whatever you actually went for you know absolutely absolutely it's cool to see how they treat the athletes too mm-hmm, exactly every country uh, you know some of them they just treat us like absolute gold and it's been it's been amazing to see and yeah, yeah, we always, uh, I always make sure to stay a couple extra days though to, yeah. to have a bit, have a bit of fun. You know, you can't go to all these countries and just go there for work, right? Yeah. yeah. Me, a couple of boys always will stay back and have, have some fun. So yeah. That's good. That's the way to do it, man. Because obviously, it's a different experience going as a as an athlete. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So we have to get that little tourism in after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of which, actually, because uh, I guess that uh, I'm sure that Olympic qualifier, let's get into that event specifically. I'm sure there was a lot of mental and physical preparation uh, leading up to that that obviously ended up paying off considering uh, it wasn't your first rodeo either. You know, you were, had experience with the qualifier four years prior. Yeah, yeah. That, that qualifier four years prior was tough for me. I, uh, leading into that one, I think it was about eight, eight months out, I tore my hamstring yeah. that one. that initial uh, experience was very influential towards your uh, approach this year I would I would imagine absolutely absolutely I mean I, I knew I knew what it was like just to fall short and 
And I think that gave me that extra push there to make sure that was not going to happen again. You know, I, I and I been through it. I knew what things I, I did that helped me, and what things I did that I could have done better. And um, I, I came in really. I thought I was really sharp, and uh, and was able to do everything. Kind of get the plan done exactly how how me and my coaches uh, put the plan for it. I guess. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah, you knew just how to get over that hump at that point, I guess. I mean, I'm sure, especially given that specific story, like, um, there's a lot of mental preparation, you know, because um, it, it's a one-on-one sport, you know, obviously you're prepping with your team and stuff like that, but a lot of it kind of falls on you. So you look back on your previous experience and knew how to utilize that, I suppose, right? Uh, absolutely. And you know what the thing was, too? It was a, different, a bit of a different experience because yeah. um, that I, was, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't the favorite to win that one. Um, and, and this time, uh, everybody was kind of training for me. I have, a, I have one or two moves that I, I do on everybody, and I know my opponents were looking at that and trying to figure out how to stop it. And I had to. Uh, it's a different feeling when you're when you're the guy and you're coming in as the guy who's ranked uh, ranked number one. It's um, it's I, I feel like there's a little more pressure there, but it was uh, it was good. Yeah, I was still able to uh, get the job done. So yeah, I must have been doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Did th- did that give you a little bit more of an edge to kind of prove too that now this time you're not the number one ranked guy going in? Did it kind of give you a little bit of fire to prove yourself? Oh, absolutely. That's my favorite. I love. I love the uh, coming like you know from fighting fighting from uh, the underdog position. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they they thought you were bringing you down, but really it it made it worse for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. Yeah, the, the underdogs are great because uh, all the pressure's on the other guy. Percent, man. That's uh, that's all the great sport movies, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as of now, um, as everyone should know, you know, the Olympic Games have been pushed back to 2021 in, in Tokyo. Um, what's your thought process right now on the whole situation? Are you optimistic for next year and think we're heading in the right direction and we'll see we'll see the games next year for sure? Yeah, I, I think we'll see the games for sure. Um, when they first when they first decided that uh, to say Canada wouldn't go unless like. They postponed or whatever was uh, definitely a bit uh, scary for us yeah. because we were—I think we were the first country to say to, to say we weren't going. So yeah. you know, as an athlete, you understand, or of course you understand, and um, I'm happy. I'm happy we did it for sure. But also, to be the first one to take that plunge is definitely scary, right? Yeah. So, but I'm—I'm I'm really excited because I've never had this long of an opportunity to train for one tournament. There's always a qualifier here, qualifier there. You know, we get three months to train for Olympic qualifiers and three months to train for the world qualifiers, and then I get to go to the Olympics for three months. You know, it's I have like 14 months to just focus on how to beat all those guys, which is, uh, is super exciting for me. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to bring up next. And, and actually to allude to what you're saying about um, the Olympics and us being the first country to uh, decide we're not going to go, it was so uh Relieving when it was actually postponed because it, it happened so fast too, right? I thought, yeah. I thought, yeah. oh my god, now we got to wait to see what's going to happen, and, and I'm I'm glad that they made that decision quickly, actually. Yeah, it was, it was super, it was a super like roller coaster ride for us because um, yeah. <laughs> I just qualified, and then I think it was like less than less than two weeks later, Canada said, "Well, we're not going to go." 
So you're running off that high of, hey, yeah. I'm going now, oh, am I going? And then the other countries are like, okay, hey, we're not going to go. So then they're like, are we going to cancel it, you know? Yeah. And, and we got a bit of, uh, of a family curse on that, so... I was kind of holding my breath. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I watched the, uh, the interview you do with Ontario Wrestling. You're talking about that. And it uh, looks like you might finally make it. <laughs> your your yeah, family yeah, curse, early. Like, uh, I, I might pull it off, which is, which is awesome. So. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Uh, but, but like you said, it, it must be weird, a little bit of a weird edge, you know, because it's uh, the biggest feat of your career and it's all halted uh, like this. Um, so has it really changed your, like, training day-to-day and I guess your mentality as well. Now you have almost a whole year, like you mentioned, to kind of step back and reapproach the drawing board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it's really exciting. Like, because I, I, I feel like I can, I'm still getting better, still getting better. So yeah. I, I love the idea of um, taking that step and just solely focusing on one tournament. And I get to do that for 14 months, which is incredible. So uh, I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, my, the training has definitely been different because, you know, when I, I can't yeah, in a room you. where you need to fight everybody. Uh, you can't social distance, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I've just been doing my uh, cardio and weights and uh, waiting for them to open something up and you know, get my training partners to come in and then we can, we can start going again. Mm. You already pretty much answered my next question here, but I was going to say to the whole, the whole thing about, uh, you know, having to wait a whole another year now, some might, might think that's detrimental or beneficial. Obviously, you probably stand on the side where it's beneficial, where, you, like you said, you can take a step back and prepare yourself for a whole 14 months. Um, is, is that kind of a, a thing within any other athletes that you might know? So it's, it's extra cool, I find, for me, because the way it works is um, it's continental qualifiers for the Olympics. Yeah. So the, the Pan Americans were the first to go, and we were the last to go. So... So uh, Europe, Asia, Africa, they all have to do their qualifiers still. And that's, that's postponed for almost a year. So they don't even know. They're, they're have, they have a year to try to win the qualifiers. So they're looking at the guys trying to qualify with them. I get to look at the guys who have already qualified. And I also just get to look at everybody else, watch them fight to try to make it. And then, you know, so I'm, I'm sitting pretty. I'm, I'm sitting one step ahead. I think uh, out of 20... There are 18 people that qualify for the Olympics. Uh, I think there's only eight of them. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely sitting in the driver's seat right now. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's a good way to sort of wrap it up. I mean, obviously, like you said before, um, off the air here, we like to highlight these stories of people from Windsor who are kind of taking charge and doing the thing in their sport. So it's really cool to see a guy from, from Windsor doing it. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and I love I love this area. So uh, I'm always I'm always joking my coach, man. Like I'm I'm probably gonna come back and try to steal some of the athletes and bring them back to here because uh, oh, yeah, I love the area, I love the community here, and uh, I just I, I love the atmosphere. It's awesome, and and I just love the support I got after after I made the team. I got people I haven't talked to in ten years messaging me, so. It's, it's great. I love coming back and talking and spending time here. Awesome, man. That's that's great. Appreciate it. And, you know, it's cool to see, again, you kind of doing what David did, too. You know, we had him in the 2012 Olympics, so it's cool to see another Windsor guy and uh, the connection between you guys. It's pretty cool. Uh, I appreciate it. And if you know it's as cool, keep on going the way it's going. You're probably going to get a couple more uh, years after me and, me and him. So, yeah. yeah Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and as you mentioned, you're you're here in Windsor now. You've been here for a few months during the quarantine. So how are you keeping busy? I know you said you got the the home workouts going on. And you're doing anything recreationally, or just kind of chilling as well? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just taking this time. I haven't had 
I've been, in the last 10 years, I haven't had a month off, so it's been really cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not taking too much time off, but, uh, you know, me, me and my dad are kind of walking around. We're doing some work around the house, pulling, pulling docks in and out and stuff, so definitely keeping busy. <laughs> yeah, good to take a step back and just, you know, do whatever you want for a bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, I, think the, I think starting in June, we're going to have to go back uh, back to work hard. So, yeah. That's it. Hopefully, that's what we want. So, that's, that's soon, and let's get back to it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, bro. All right. Well, all the best to you. And, I mean, we got a whole other year to look forward to, but we're with you, brother. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. This is, this is great. All right, all right, all right. Drake Demore back here. That was Jordy Steen, soon to be Olympic wrestler. Assuming 2021 is the year, I'm gonna assume it is. And that's why uh, I kind of asked him, you know, to see where it came from from an Olympic athlete. If they are skeptical, if they are confident that they're gonna be there next year, and that's a good. That's a good sign. That's a good answer. That's what I wanted to hear. Let's get back to normal. What's or what's you know at least get our sports back to normal. Helped me a lot with with this and and my sanity as well. So the NHL announced their return to play program and man, am I ever excited for that. So hopefully that kind of gets the ball rolling for everyone else who knows between the time of recording and this comes out what else will happen but thankful for hockey to be back and looking forward to the Olympics next year. I mean, uh, it's an interesting thing as I talked about with Jordy. I kind of want to compare it in a way to the, I mean, it's not really on that scale in any sense, but uh, the Memorial Cup, the 2017 Memorial Cup, the Winter Spitfires were the host team, so they were going to be in it no matter what. They were eliminated in the first round in, in Game 7, so they went um, played a whole series with London, who are obviously always good. So... Um, from there, they had a, a long period to rest, and a lot of people thought it was going to be detrimental to them, when really it was incredibly beneficial for them to rest, train, and reevaluate and reassess themselves, their game, and everything. And long story short, as you already know, they won that championship, they won that Memorial Cup. So Jordy, in a sense, gets to do the same thing, you know. He was preparing to advance his training and get right into the thick of things at probably the highest level he would have ever been training as well, preparing for the Olympics, and then go right into it. You know, like I said, it would have been, uh, at, the, at the beginning of the show, it would have been right around now, uh, probably a month from now or two, that they would have been in full swing. So um, now he gets to take a step back, relax, and take a, a, a great mental leap in regards to his training because as we mentioned a uh, big mental aspect in regards to wrestling you know it could it could really dawn on, on you and uh just kind of kind of fuck with you i guess kind of fuck with your mental health and obviously now he doesn't have anything to worry about he gets to take a huge step back and prepare all over again <clears throat> a whole year to prepare so looking forward to that man still another year away but before you know we will be here because as mentioned uh, this Tuesday is our four-year anniversary, going on five years, and it is three years to the day today that the Spitz won that Memorial Cup. So time does fly is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> a year will go by in no time. Um, but yeah, as mentioned, the, the Memorial Cup, as you'll see today on our on our Instagram, IGTV, we're going to start making some cool videos on there for our hashtag on this day features. We've been I've been doing that for a while just for random stuff that pops up and it turns out like, oh, on this day was this event or this happened, this game, this whatever. So I'm going to start doing a little series on Instagram TV, IGTV, 
and you can check out uh, some footage of the Spitz winning the cup. Just simple stuff, not not necessarily my work or anything like that. Just kind of putting the filter on it and putting the the Win City spin on it. So yeah. Anyway, three years ago today was the day. I should probably post that Saturdays are for the boys video again. We had Cristiano Digiacinto on the show uh, the week prior or the week of the Memorial Cup. Not too sure, or the final at least. And uh, I was able to make my way down to the ice and uh, pointed him out and say, hey man, we, just, we did an interview. You want to um, get a little video with me? And he was fired up after winning that cup. And uh, funny enough, he's actually uh, reconnected with us on social media. And I'm thinking about uh, having him back on. That might be a fun one. We, uh, we're banking up some more interviews. So um, again, we're going to try and bring that diversity in regards to different sports and different, you know, different kinds of sports every week and we're going to continue to do that we're uh, we're rolling now as uh you know covid kind of put a fork in the road or you know tried to slow us down but i think we're over that hump we're over that hump and uh, a little bit of more sports news stuff that i've been able to gather here um derek lanu you remember him former windsor spitfire bell river native he's actually working on the front line um during this pandemic crisis as a doctor in ottawa uh windsor spitfire or sorry windsor star and Jim Parker did a, a read on him, a big article you can find on windsorstar.com. Just came out on Tuesday. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. And although we don't have a lot of news, there's just been a lot of stuff reminiscing in the, in, in the news, I guess you can say. Um, this week was also the anniversary of the 2010 Memorial Cup. Warren Reichel has said they are the best junior team of that era, the decade. I don't remember. But anyway, you can read that article on Windsor Star as well. They've re- finally reported about uh, Colbert Boo going over to the University of Toronto. Jack Stadinka, a kid from Tecumseh, he's been named the AHL, uh, one of the AHL all-rookie team, uh, one of the all-stars during his rookie season, 21-year-old. He's, again, from, from Tecumseh, drafted by the Boston Bruins in 2017. He's been playing in Providence uh, last couple of years so congratulations to him as well oh and before i forget i'm going all over the place here with uh with the news i guess whatever you want to call it uh spitfires released that dream team documentary maybe they heard i was gonna try and stream it on twitch the whole thing's on facebook now um actually pulled some footage for that for uh from that for some content that i posted today actually on our story just Again, just reminiscing about those Windsor Spitfires uh, championships, which we've done many, many times before. And uh, on, over the last four years here at Wind City Sports, uh, also approaching our 200th episode, actually, too. Not a big deal. Um, in the last week, uh, Windsor Lancers Baseball actually announced their 2020-2021 team captains. They usually split up their season during the spring and then um, I think the fall as well. They take the, take the summer off, so it looks like they're... I thought that they had uh, canceled or postponed the, I think it's the, isn't that NCAA or, or uh, anyway, I thought it was postponed the season, but uh, check that out. I guess I didn't read too far into it. If you know, let me know. Uh, the Coffee with Craner show recently had, um, who was it, the uh, St. John Sea Dogs owner, GM and president from here in Windsor is Trevor Georgie. You can check that one out. It's pretty interesting insight into, uh, you know, running the operations of a major junior A hockey club. New Cedric's Combat Corner podcast, History Fight Study, presented by One City Sports. James Tony versus Iron Barkley at MGM Grand in, a, I think, 1993. That's a great one. Check out on YouTube and as well on any podcast platform. You can uh, listen and watch along on your own. And uh, a little bit more from the local roundup. 
former University of Windsor Lancers guard um, Alex Campbell, who briefly played for our Windsor Express, has been named Canadian Player of the Year by the NBL Canada. He's a Brampton native and has been killing it out there, so congratulations to him. He's got some ties to Windsor, uh, as well as Amherstburg goaltender Deshaun Stewart is headed to Adrian College to play for the NCAA Division III school. He is a LaSalle Vipers product, as well as another Tecumseh native and forward, A.J. Ryan, who will be playing in Division III for uh, State State University of New York at Oswego. Oswego. So we've had another uh, LaSalle Vipers uh, product off to the NCAA ranks. So congratulations to them. But that is it this week on Win City Sports. My name is Drake Demore, and I'm here every Thursday with a brand new episode of the Win City Sports radio show and podcast. The radio show airs live on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit every Thursday at 1230 and replays on Tuesdays at 8, even during this pandemic broadcasting from home. Here on the podcast, you'll hear every Thursday morning, WinCitySports.com or anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Here on the podcast, you hear a full, uncut, unedited version of an interview with a local coach, entrepreneur, athlete, or much more. On the radio show, you'll hear highlights from that interview, some local sports news, and some good music. And then here, you'll hear me blab for a good five to ten minutes before and after the interview. Who doesn't love that? Um, You can also follow us on social media. We have a big social media presence, at WinCity underscore sports. Or just simply search up Win City Sports or the Win City Sports Podcast. W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. Give us a review, subscribe, whatever you, whatever app you're using. And we also have the YouTube channel, the Win City Sports YouTube channel. We have so much. Just go to WinCitySports.com and you'll be able to find it all at the top. But you can also follow me, Drake Demore, on Twitter and Instagram, at Drake Demore. But until next week, smell you later. <laughs>